everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Point break. Huh? Does he like it? I don't know. I can't hear what he said. I like it. I like it. That's all that matters. Your voice. I like Bodhi. I like Bodhi for a guy as well. I love Bodhi. I love Bodhi. I love Point Break. I love Patrick Swayze. I love boys' names for girls. I mean, it ticks all my boxes. Maybe. By the way, I've I've seen Point Break. Oh my god! There you go. Excellent. Um, hi everyone and welcome to the very last live of the EC Method round 7009. <laughs> um, uh, we'll just want to say with all, obviously you guys are still going to be putting in posts and everything. We're probably going to um, start to wrap up this Facebook group on Sunday and we'll close it on Monday, which a few of you have been asking. Um, and those of you who are returning, returning grads, you will come over to the new Facebook group. Don't worry. We know that payday isn't until we open and we're not expecting you guys to necessarily all filter through until midweek. Midweek is, again, when we're going to probably close um, links and sign ups to that round. And I just want to say, um, everyone, a lot of the grads are leaving. A lot of them are returning. They're taking around to themselves and then coming back. Um, but everybody's kind of final farewell post so far, and we've got a lot more to go, have been absolutely phenomenal. I think this has been a really, probably our most successful round in terms of mindset um, shift and changes. Um, yeah, and do you know why I think that is? It, it's the people that have been on the longest. Like it takes, I'm so, like, it takes more than eight weeks to change your mindset, especially yeah. the mindset that you've had potentially for your whole adult life, if not before that. Like we've had people that like I've, I've been worried about my weight since I was five years old, like since I can remember, like yeah. that's, it's going to take you more than eight weeks to change that. And so I think we're seeing some of the biggest changes mentally for people because they've been here for half a year, a year. Yeah. And, and also having, I think we've had so, we've had so many grads on this last round that taking their word for it and not just your coaches, not just Emma and I, who obviously work in this industry qualified experience very much enjoy the physique side of things hearing it from like quote unquote normal women I think has such a huge impact and carries so much weight with other women and that's why we love the group coaching element of this we know it's not for everybody but actually if you look at kind of really successful diets of the western world the ones that do really well and, and continue to succeed and thrive are the ones that really welcome big groups of women because you really need that team morale spirit support reassurance um from each other not just from the person standing in front of the whiteboard oh i like i couldn't agree more and i think this is the perfect example of that the real belief like just one example i mean scale weight's a great example but also increasing your calories at the start when you've been trying to diet on 1200 calories it you know you've heard us explain it 50 times you understand the physiology of it but then to hear someone who started in that position only eight weeks ago and is like, oh yeah, I'm losing weight consistently on 1800 calories. And I started exactly where you are trying to stick to 1200 calories. That belief 
you can't get from us like it's so much you get so much more from the group especially the grads giving back so like a massive thank you to the group as well and I think I hope that a lot more people see I think there's still a notion that group coaching is a step down from one-to-one yeah I just don't think that's true in the slightest I actually think you get a whole nother like benefit that is you can't even like kind of con- contextualize that you get that from group coaching as well and I'm sure anyone in this group will attest to that that they got so much and you even see that in like the goodbye post of grads that are leaving it's not just yeah. us that's tagged it's like some of the grads that they've been with for weeks and weeks and weeks or months and months and months and yeah thank everyone that gives so much in the group as well no I completely agree I think every client is different and everybody is on a different point and a different journey but I would say for 99.9% of people who come to me right off the bat and ask me about one-to-one coaching I'll say try the EQ method first I think it's a really good place to start and I think potentially it's a really good place to stay depending on you and like I say where you're at in your journey and go from there Um, I'm really proud of it Emma and I know people don't necessarily know this we do get some heat behind the scenes for doing group coaching but we don't give two fucking shits. We're not doing it for coaching ego or reputation. We're doing it for the clients. And if the clients love it, which you do, (laughs) and keep wanting to come back, which you do, we're here for it. We're here for it. And we have, I think Emma and I have had some of our most, our biggest coaching successes doing the EC method today. And we've been doing it a while. A hundred percent. And I actually read a really interesting study today. And it made me think that, we should be collecting more data as well. It's just like my sciencey side was like, yeah, oh. I think I think that too. Just because, so this study was done on six thousand women that did Weight Watchers. Now, most online coaches look at their Stripe to see how much money they've made. Whenever we look at Stripe, we're like, how many people have we had now? So when we look at like all re-sign-ups. yeah, like we look at re-signups, but we also look at all time how many different people have signed up and last time I checked I haven't checked since this round it was 3,600 right 3,600 people have come through that's almost as big as this study which has been like touted as like having loads of data like really well controlled blah 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 blah. no sorry not really well controlled really well powered because of the number um and it's really interesting because they look at you know who lost weight and who kept it off and what were the common denominators there like what were the common themes so basically so that we can learn right these are the people that kept the weight off what would they suggest like you know what are they doing differently than the people that put the weight back on by the way another interesting thing about this study is the stat about 95 percent of diets failing gets thrown around a lot i hate that stat as well now we offer a shit ton more support and more understanding and better coaching than slimming sorry this is weight watchers than weight watchers and yet they had one in five successfully kept off the weight that they lost which is actually relatively good so I'm willing to bet our ours is much higher not only because we focus on maintenance but because we offer that level more support and more understanding education yeah about food it's not on a point system it's this is a lifestyle to take forward with you and you know I, I did this post today and I'm always hesitant to do posts like this um you know about the fact that Sorry, but you you have to put in the work and the effort if you want to get the result, any result, whether it is a behavioral change or it is a physique goal, whatever, which is fat loss or muscle building. You have to actually do the work. You're not going to grow your muscle staying at home, not lifting, not going to the gym. Like you have to do the work. 
Um, and I think, you know, I think with flexible dieting specifically, you know, that sometimes clients get a little bit overexcited that there's this new, very flexible method to diet. And actually, it can really muddy the waters of what they still have to do to get there. And I don't think this, I know this, this is experience as a coaching for flexible dieting for years. But the reason why I'm always hesitant to do posts like that is because it comes across as very kind of tough, lovey, and you have to do the work to get the results. But really what it comes down to is, and one of the one of our clients articulated this perfectly today, you have to embrace the lifestyle change and see it as we often say privilege. I think that's the wrong word as an opportunity to live a better life and to be happier and healthier, and more confident and more comfortable in your own skin. It's not just a privilege. It's an opportunity to do something great for yourself. Um, and, and with that, you have to stop resenting. And we talked about this before, resenting this like, oh, it's so hard. And I wish I didn't have to do this. And that girl over there is naturally so tiny. Why can't I be like that? And stop resenting it and just start embracing it and celebrating it and living it. Um, and that is where you get the success. And I think, you know, yeah, that I just, I can't remember. Oh, because I know why, because you're talking about clients coming in and having long-term success with diets. But, you know, you, you have to make the change. You have to put in the work. And then you have to embrace all the benefits and the, the incredible things that you get as a result of that. Yeah, there's a really good Aristotle clip quote, but I can't remember it. But it's something about, like, it's a life wasted to not feel how good it feels to feel fit kind of thing yeah like, to, to like work hard and put in the effort and get results from that mm-hmm. um and re like putting in the effort and getting the results and and almost being worried about posting things like that like I sometimes feel the same and I think where people maybe misinterpret things is there's almost like this false dichotomy between well should I put in more effort and ruin my relationship with food yeah. Or I just accept where I am and I'm like those that's not what we're saying here what we're saying here is you need a mindset change around this yeah. not that you should just be like well do you know what dieting's dieting harder or I don't know working a bit harder is going to ruin my relationship with food so I'm not going to do it no no no. you need to approach it with a different mindset you can ruin your relationship with food on 3,000 calories just as easy as you can on 1,500 calories it's your mindset around what's going on behind it and if you feel like you have to do this thing or you get to do this thing um and anyway one of the common well two of the common behaviors that i was just going to bring up before we move on from this study one of them was continued monitoring of food intake which is like you know is that an obsession is that disordered eating now and then you're thinking well what are the pros and cons of that like you've lost lost potentially a life-changing amount of weight and your health is much better but you're having to track your food and if that's not a negative to you then although some people will claim that's disordered eating of course they will because a lot of people like to project their own you know extreme relationship with food onto everybody else is i would don't do this because then you'll then you'll get x and it's like no but anyway carry on and then the second one was essentially imperfect action they didn't use the word imperfect action but it was essentially that and it was about not seeing hurdles in your way as reasons to give up not seeing them as like complete roadblocks and then giving up but seeing it as part of the journey and truly embracing it as part of the journey and being like this is inevitable this is what's going to happen like 
it's not going to be smooth sailing. You're not going to lose weight every single week. It's never going to be exactly perfect. There will be times when maybe you're unwell, maybe you have a surgery, maybe your medication is off for HRT, maybe you're going on holiday, maybe, you know, like life happens. And Mm. to embrace that as part of the journey was one of like the key behaviors that successful people Mm. that lost the weight successfully and managed to maintain it. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, echo another, another post I put up recently, which I think everyone who is coached by me and even Emma, because Emma and I are on exactly the same wavelength as this should go and read. You have to, you have to embrace as Emma saying that your life is constantly going to be in flux. You are never going to have a linear day-to-day week to week, month to month, year to year experience with your diet or your expenditure anything that's going on in your professional life, your personal life, it doesn't fucking work like that. And we all know this, right? We're all, you know, we all have common sense. We all understand this. You have to completely accept that and stop swimming against the tide when life puts a hurdle in your way. Go with it, go around it, let it be there, accept that it's there and figure out what you can do to carry on moving forward anyway. And I said this in the last slide slide of my post, I don't mean when shit gets hard, give up, stop taking care of your body because it's too hard and that's okay. I mean, maybe you need to relook at where you are in the roadmap and draw a new one to get you, get you to the next stage. And it won't look like the one you've just done. And that's okay. Let go of your expectations of things being set in stone and concrete because life doesn't work like that. Um, and I love that, Emma. And I think that, you know, but pulling in, pulling in studies like that and and actually i agree you know sorry but weight watchers in the slimming world we don't love them because it's not great food education they help a fuck ton of women and they have a really high success rate and i think i had graham what's his face the food doctor who i love on my podcast i've had him on three or four times the fitness chef yes And I literally have had him on so many times and I love him and I love everything that he has to say, but he obviously has a real bee in his bonnet, as you'd expect with, you know, Slimming World. And I'm just kind of like, well, yes, I don't think that they educate people around food, but I do think they help women get started. And I do think they have higher success rates than a lot of other stuff. I would actually be interested to see about what the tracking success rates are. Um, do you know what though like a lot of our clients have done something world and for a lot of people it's an entry point much like body body pump or something like it's an entry into the gym yeah I'm too I don't want to go to the gym on my own and lift weights but I'll go to this class oh I feel a little bit more confident oh now I will train try resistance training it like it's a stepping stone and and do you know what we could learn a lot from it because are we not welcoming enough that people would rather go to something world or is their marketing better whatever but I think there's a lot and I've done numerous posts on this about like what can we learn from Weight Watchers? What can we take yeah. the good parts and then like leave out the bad parts? Um, I think with Mark, like from a marketing point of view, a lot of people, and I don't know if Graham does this or not, but they pick a common enemy and usually it's Slimming World, right? Not Sorry, not Slimming World, Herbalife. Like if I put up a post now, basically saying nothing interesting or important, but just fuck Herbalife. You'd get loads of likes. 100% I'd get 5,000 likes on it like a hundred percent this is the thing though and then I think Emma and I have really noticed this and we've really made it quite a focus of our coaching and also our posting what we're posting on Instagram and stuff in the last year or so really we've really come to this conclusion quite recently there's too many coaches and professionals in our industry that are posting for their image and their ego and they're not posting for their audience or their clients every single post I've posted in the last few weeks 
has been because I've been going through struggles with clients. And when you're a really active coach, which by the way, a lot of these people aren't, when you're genuinely like doing what Emma and I do, which is waking up every morning and going to bed every night, the first thing we do is start replying to clients. The last thing we do is stop replying to clients and all day in between. You really start to see the reality of what people need help with, as opposed to how popular you want to be with your fellow coaches. And I saw, a, a, well, I didn't see it. James is on his phone this morning and I was behind him making breakfast and I saw it. A, 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 a PT, a coach in our industry, just fucking mouthing off about, how great he is and I was just like who are you really helping though like who's actually going to walk away from that like actually the penny just dropped like something and I'm and I don't care if we only get 200 likes on a post if one person is like oh my god that just completely reframed how I've been doing this and you know that's the goal that should be the goal um, and I just want to just say lastly, like a massive thank you to everybody not only even if you're not coming back but everybody on the UC method whether you are or aren't coming back for trust for, for choosing Emma and I to be the ones to help you even if it didn't work for you but you wanted to give us a like whatever like it's such a privilege and it's such an honor and we really appreciate we really appreciate the fact that we have an audience that allows us to even do what we want to do for a living instead of you know cleaning toilets it's, <laughs> it's amazing yeah that was my other career choice actually <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a close one but I remember that NASA story you told me about that um that person who cleaned toilets for NASA and was like no I see it. it's one of the most important jobs in the building and we're like fucking fair play <laughs> yeah, I help put people on the moon yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I think you're right and I think you you will never because I work with coaches now as well and a lot of the struggles they have is like I've run out of content and I'm like you should never run out of like I will never run out of content because we get like hundreds of questions a day and any one of them could be a post. Like you'll never run out of content if you just are trying to help people every day. Run uh, out of time to post. Some of my posts, oh, Emma, I don't know how you do it. You do like four or five posts a day. I don't know how you do it. Sometimes I'm there doing the same post like two, three days. It takes hours and I'm just like, Ooh, respect to people who do this for a living. Oh, right we've got a lot of things on the live don't worry guys I'm not completely ignoring you like last time <laughs> <laughs> right I think a load of people are saying like amen to that when we were talking about how good the group is and that it's in you know adds adds to coaching mm-hmm. uh, Liz is just saying the group is absolutely everything Jenny's saying 100% without the Facebook family I would never I would have made so many poor choices um Kanchan the biggest transformation I never knew I needed was the mindset shift I think that's so common people come and they're like oh no all I want to do is lose a little bit of weight and then they leave and they're like holy shit (laughs) wow yeah um just testing the water of going it alone and I know I'm not quote unquote done this is Joe and looking forward to keeping on keeping on the EC is the last quote unquote diet for sure so grateful yeah yeah, Joe, your post was fucking brilliant. I know. It's so good. Um, also, Liz's. That's, I think that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me ever. Like, maybe I might read that out at my wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, oh, and Chloe, you're not a total dickhead. <laughs> no, Jake- know, I, I love that, though, because I think that some people probably do think that. 
it's exhausting yeah i can't it's shit but yeah i mean i love every time one person changes their mind i'm like oh good i also like the fact that she said that i was warm because i always feel like i'm the bad cop and the good cop bad cop and i was like okay someone thinks i'm nice <laughs> you know what like i, I you're at, you are warm but a while ago this was years ago right and someone someone commented on my post and i was like to be fair like accurate but they were like your posts are great and I really enjoy the information. I find you quite harsh and abrasive. <laughs> you told me that before. I was like, that's really stuck with me. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I probably can be. You're full, you're full of love and compliments. And every time I'm having a hard day, you tell me I'm a brilliant coach. Every time I literally go to Emma and I'm like, I'm really struggling today. Like somebody said something that upset me or like listening to this, she's always like, you're fucking phenomenal and you're amazing. And like, but you're so generous in how you are like how you speak to people and and how you comfort your friends and if someone didn't see it it's because they're not friends with you <laughs> yeah, basically yeah you have to be in the inner circle um anyway claire the group makes so much difference on your hardest days yes yeah um okay Oh, wait, Liz is just saying you offer a proper lifestyle and mental shift. It's not easy, but it's sensible and it's achievable and lasting and it works. I've done Weight Watchers. It never changed my mindset and it never educated me. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the big issues. Carrie's just saying the mother loving reframe. <laughs> uh, and Ali is saying this week I have realized how happy I feel. Oh, says that. every day that then resonates through everything else I do and reinforces the mindset that's such a success for me that like that's I know it seems like strange but that yeah no, like no, that's, no. that's what that's essentially the end goal for everyone right does it really matter what your body composition is if you're happy and healthy no no this is what I guess what we were I, I always I said it to somebody who did I say it to on the group yesterday? I said, I think mental health is far more important than physical health because without mental health, you're not going to get physical health. It's a hundred percent takes the cake is the biggest um, necessity for overall health because without that, everything else is going to fall by the wayside. Everything. But do you think you can be truly mentally healthy if you're physically unhealthy or vice versa? I think it's a cyclical thing. I think they both feed into each other, but I just, I know a lot of people who struggle with mental health and not one of them can get their physical health in order whereas you know and I, and I think that once you start once you're in a really good mental space just the feeling and anyone who's ever gone through mental health issues will absolutely understand this the feeling that it that that's not the end and there is more just that in and of itself contributes to you getting physically healthy and I just think, yeah, I just think it's number one priority. So feeling happy, feeling like, and Emma knows this about me as well. Like when you feel really happy and you're having a really good day or a really good week, like man alive, does that reflect in every aspect of your life? It's, oh, it's, yeah, a hundred percent. And also it's hard to look after yourself when you're not happy. Yeah. And it's like pretty easy to look after yourself when you are happy. Yeah. So of course it's like cyclical. Also, what is that you're rubbing on your face? <laughs> James bought this. I don't know. I don't have kids yet. Bag of what are they called? Fidgets or widgets? And it's like a bag, right? This is what kids do now, which I love, by the way, because this is a bit of me, of like fidgets and like widgets. And I just, I can't handle it. Do you want me to you, Emma, for people that fidget, do you want one? 
Yeah, well, I've got my ring that I just swing around. I'm going to send you a bag of the fidgety widgets. It's like oh, literally, yeah. and it's the best thing. And so he, we were meant to give it to her two weeks ago, but I've slyly been hiding it so James forgets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I love that stuff. Okay, okay Polly. Mindset, mindset shift has been priceless. Um, that's what was missing for 30 years at Weight Watchers. I did lose weight over and over, but I was miserable and my self-talk was toxic. Now I might not have these big changes, but I'm happy and it's sustainable, lifelong and healthy. And I have mental wellness. Yeah. Um, Slimming World didn't work for me. You can just eat as much pasta as you want. Don't worry, you won't eat, overeat once you're eating veg as well. Want a bet, Sharon? Challenge accepted. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, on Slimming World, you can eat it. Why have I not done this diet? I live for pasta. I've gone into this habit now. I'm pregnant of putting pasta in soup. Stop. Oh, a little, a little pasta crouton. Lovely. So fucking good. Um, yeah. I think it wasn't really made for people who have like higher levels of hunger that will actually overeat these foods, but <laughs> it's like, no one will ever overeat pasta. Yes, they freaking will. Like uh, Will Ferrell and Elf when he's got the like maple sauce, you can have it for dessert and everything. Oh, that scene always made me feel sick. Yeah. All right. Kimberly, the way you talk to yourself makes such a difference. I think the women in the Western world are conditioned to hate their bodies. Your ethos of coming at this from a place of love for yourself is everything so true yeah we've come so far away from how we feel and individuality and we've just come so full we've just come into this like one bucket of how we look how do you look how do you look how do you look and again caveat I love a physical Emma loves a physical nothing wrong with that like nothing at all but Jesus fucking Christ there's more to life and your body than how it looks how do you feel what are you capable of doing what are you not capable of doing just the fact that that is literally your home that you're living in and treating it well and and being so I guess intimate with it you know and caring like I think also now I'm pregnant I have a completely different relationship with my body of just like total self-love and care and wrapping myself in cotton wool every day and it's actually really lovely and I'm sure it's going to go the other way when I <laughs> when I pop it out and I'm like well, what happened <laughs> right joe i think swimming world and weight watchers are great at community this is why the people there keep going back a club a common interest yeah and like yeah people going through the same journey i mean i would keep going back to a diet that let me eat as much pasta as i want <laughs> stephanie's just saying i've done weight watchers and swimming world numerous times hence the 20 years of yo-yo dieting the focus is always food i quickly realized on the ec method that for me specifically the focus should, shouldn't be on food. I needed the activity, the workouts, the positivity, the change in my diet massively for the, for the better came as a result of everything else. Yeah. I wanted to look after my body by fueling it right because it felt healthier to, to do that due to yeah. all the other things that EC Method pr promotes. That's such a good way to, to frame it. Instead of how little can I possibly survive on? You're yeah. thinking, how can I make my body thrive? And exactly what you're just saying about like how you feel like you want to nurture your body now. Yeah. And I, and I absolutely, can I just say for me, that's like the, I think that that's the only time a client's ever said that specific thing to me, 
And for me, that's probably the biggest coaching win I've ever heard because that's exactly how and why I changed my diet in the first place. I fell in love with weightlifting. It had nothing to do with how I looked or my diet or anything. I changed my diet so that I could lift better, recover better. And then, yeah, you know, in the end, see if I could see the results that I was working so hard for in the gym. It came from a place of taking care of myself and doing the right thing by myself. And I actually, ironically, I really do think that might be the first time a client's ever said that to me. And it's such a mirror reflection. So thank you. That's made my day. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's such a good frame. And I think that especially for people who have like this, sorry, what was Stephanie has said as well, like 20 years of yo-yo dieting, yeah. 20 years of essentially trying to hate yourself into change. And that shift between no, I, I respect my body. I want it to feel as good as it can right now. That might mean being in a bit of a deficit, but it still means fueling my body with good, healthy, nutritious food. Like that's such a different mindset. You're working with yourself, not against yourself. Yeah. Don't let that get away from you. That's what I did. That's what I went wrong. Don't let that get away from you. Keep it there. It works. It works long-term and it's enjoyable and it's healthy and it's far better than getting really than doing again what I'm saying you know we shouldn't do is just get all caught up in how you look 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 there's so much more to it than that agreed okay Holly mindset shift is so powerful I'm taking part in my first CrossFit open competition tomorrow I wouldn't have done it without the EC method thank you Emma and Chloe for all the positive vibes and guidance over the last eight weeks good luck I'm like I just also am all I am in awe of the confidence like to enter your first CrossFit competition I mean just amazing I'm just think it's so impressive well done uh Kanchan's just saying Emma is the content machine <laughs> thanks Kanchan I mean it's Emma I don't know anyone who does who does it like you are just you are like a machine like I'm like another post every time I go up I'm like it's how, how Emma how are you doing it please shed some light for us on how you're doing this oh you, uh, like you have what you've got EC, commit to six, um, men, um, is it still called AF Mentors? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> AF Mentors. You've got something else. It's the other, oh, EIQ. <laughs> How yeah. do you do this? I think, honestly, part of it is having conversations with so many people because there'll be something that we say in here and I'm like, like I'll write it down on my scribbly right piece of paper and then I'll be like, oh, I'll do a post on that later. Or, yeah. And then just setting aside time for it, I think. But how, right now, how, how do you how do you schedule it into today because people who don't know doing like a comprehensive educational post take the fucking minute <laughs> how do you do yeah. it I think I'm lucky that because we have EIQ I've basically created a business that pays me to do a lot of research so like I do spend like most days at least an hour reading either either like like I'll check the mass review or I'll check my alerts on PubMed or I'll like read something new. And because now I like when you're instead of it just being like, oh, yeah, I'll try and do that. Like I have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or that then, doesn't work. Like I have to be on top of it. And when you read research and then you have to for your own digestion of said research, break it down for yourself and like take in the crux of everything and all the points. And then it's easy to try, easier to translate into a post, right? Well, yeah. And also because I have to translate it for the people on EIQ. I can't yeah. just be like, here's a study. Yeah. Otherwise, they may as well just look on PubMed themselves. I have to be like, this is what it's showing. This is what, like, this is yeah. what's interesting about it. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Talking of educational posts, how are your DMs today, Emma? <laughs> Did you see the post that I just put up? No. I've been doing a lot of research on menopause and one study that I was reading today showed that women who have more sex, so have sex at least once a week, have a, ha, uh, will have menopause later on. Now, obviously it's better uh, to an extent at least to have menopause later on because then you've got less of the cardiovascular disease risks that, and bone mineral density problems, et cetera, et cetera, that come post-menopause. So you don't really want early menopause. Now saying that just in case anyone's listening who has been through early menopause, it's certainly not your fault. There's a huge genetic element. And not so, being a hoe. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people are, are like pushed through the early menopause for like reasons like cancer or other reasons. So like, please don't see this as like shaming anyone who's been through early menopause. But it did show that, so they followed, I think it was like 3000 women from the age of 45 to 55. And women who had sex at least once a week were 28% less likely to have been through menopause. That's so interesting. Yeah. And do you, know, do you know why it is? Huh? I said, how does that bode for you? Well, no, it doesn't. See, I think they, they didn't go into this, but I'm not really sure how it works because it, it can just be like using a vibrator. <laughs> like it, it can be self-love, right? You don't have to have sex with a man. You could have sex with a woman. Or, or yourself. So it's basically orgasming. Yeah, which makes me think if you are having sex with a man. <laughs> You're on the back foot. <laughs> Sorry, probably not great. Um, but anyway, the yeah, that's what it showed. And then I put up a post. And you know how my last slide is normally like, if you need any help with this, just shoot me a DM. <laughs> I just, I saw that and I just left it in because I was like, do you know what? It's always... <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. I'm hoping to be inundated with offers. Why is it, um, what, what's the, why? So the rationale is if your body thinks that there's absolutely no chance you could be pregnant, it oh, will stop ovulating. Yep, yep, yep. Makes total sense. <laughs> procreation, we come back to our procreation debate. I still think yeah. I'm right. <laughs> what? About what? About being a lesbian and your drive to want to have kids. Yeah not correlated well i mean technically if there was a genetic component to being gay or like a lesbian it should have been like it should have been wiped out by now right because you're not passing those genes on are you yeah exactly and i told you about the <laughs> chloe was like i know loads of gay couples okay one <laughs> like i know loads of lesbian couples that have kids i was like just one <laughs> maybe i'm wrong <laughs> Uh, uh, do you know what else is interesting about menopause many things but um is Amelia like really invested in the fact that it's called menopause <laughs> no because meno means menstruation oh yeah and but, stop but well what about menstruation <laughs> oh this is true yeah uh, <laughs> uh, Pose the question and see what she does with it. I guess she'll find the most amazing answer for why. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But only humans and five types of whale <laughs> go through the menopause. Why do we go through the menopause? That's a really good question. And we don't fully know. There's like, there's two main theories, one of which I absolutely hate, but I actually think is more likely. So one of them is really cute. It's called the grandmother hypothesis. 
which is that there's this advantage to having an older generation that essentially help you look after your children. Yeah. That yeah. aren't having children themselves. Yeah. And the second one's really sad and I think is likely more the case, but because, <laughs> because men like younger women, they stopped having sex with older women. So there was no need for them to reproduce. Yeah, but then that could also be, it's not, you know, that could be, that would be evolutionary. I mean, the fact that women, well, actually, no, it wouldn't. No, would it? no that would have driven the yeah, that would have driven it. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is probably more true. <laughs> but more well, true, because I just struggled to con conceptualize how, in the grandma hypothesis one, like, how could they pass on the benefit of being a grandma? Because they're not having, they're not passing on their genes beyond that point. So I, think I have a different hypothesis. Go on then. That it would go against the driving force of procreation, which is to populate the earth, to have geriatric mothers who were too old to go full time and not physiologically healthy enough to carry a baby full time and then raise it uh, postnatal that maybe it was nature's way of shutting off. Sh yeah, shut this makes sense, except that we've evolved for that to happen. So what happens in all other animals, aside from us and five different whales, is that you die when you stop being able to reproduce. But if you were to look at it from that po population standpoint, this way is better because not only do we get to carry on caring, like you say, with the grandmother hypothesis for the generations below, we get to lend a helping hand as women, but we are no, but we are not continu continuing to populate without being present to care for the child. Therefore that- was Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like the, it, it makes sense, but only because we've evolved in that way. Like technically we should die at the age of menopause. Well, technically like that would be what most what would happen in most other animals. But then enter the grandma hypothesis. Yeah, but if you're not passing on those genes, how are they getting passed on? Like, if you're not reproducing over the age of whatever menopausal age, then how is that longevity gene or like the genetic traits for longevity being passed on? <laughs> okay. Right. Well, yeah. Let's, let's move on. I'll <laughs> I'll figure this out in my head. And this is what I'm going to ask my mum because she will know this. Yes. Yeah. right okay um moving on no questions just wanted to say a huge thank you to emma and chloe and everyone in the group sadly can't afford to stay on for the next round but you've all given me an amazing starting point to continue my journey and come back if i ever get stuck i've learned so much fingers crossed i can come back one day thank you that's from rachel you are always welcome back rachel speaking of rachel do you know that rachel og grad is coming back I know. Oh. Promise not to do a live this round. I was like, we won't have Sue, so I don't know who the fuck you're gonna do it with. <laughs> oh, great! I'm very excited. Yeah. Also, I've got a client who's coming back who worked with me on Grenade Fit, which was years and years ago, and I'm very excited. You're gonna love her. She's a great chat. Love that. Okay, Can Chan. I've had a really shitty week with anxiety, and Claire Davies has been an absolute angel creeping into my dms do you know what i love about that as well it's like maybe can chan on monday might have posted something saying she's stressed and then you'll see someone comment back on the friday being like 
hey, I was just thinking about you. Yeah. Hope your week's been okay. And I'm like, my heart. I know. It's lovely. This is like this is like so lovely having a group of women though. I'm not trying to be sexist, but we just are what just about Ollie. <laughs> Ollie's fantastic. But women are just a smidge more compassionate and it's not it's a lovely group to be a part of. Yeah. Okay, Ali. Exactly that, Chloe. This is now the beginning for me, working on my physical health now, and I am happy. This has been worth every single one of the last eight weeks. So buzzing to hear that. Love it. Um, Anna Roy, just wanted to say I've loved round one. Although I haven't been perfect, my body has changed and I've hit PBs. I never thought I would have. Looking forward to round two. Buzzing that you're staying. Um, Claire Davies is saying, I love that I don't hate my body now and I don't use the gym solely to burn calories. I eat pizza with zero guilt because it's my biggest puck yes. Nice. Um, Kan Chan's just saying, I will make absolutely everybody on the EC method my homemade sourdough pizza. Just come and find me. <laughs> that sounds amazing. My mouth just started watering. Yeah. Uh, okay, Claire's saying, whoa, now it's sex talk. I love this group. We can chat about anything. It's great. End of the first round for me and can't wait to continue on and maybe be a bit more active on here. Oh, Claire, you're going to fit right in. Like, get get more active. Get more uh, active everywhere, Claire. You keep that menopause at bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, Nicola. I've not been on here, but I have been quietly taking all the info in. I had started lifting in the gym, but needed guidance in the next steps. I have now fallen in love with lifting and totally am on board with refueling my body. Yes. Um. I didn't really need to lose weight, but really wanted to future-proof my body. I'm 60 this year and I feel full of energy and have a completely different relationship with food. Oh, that's incredible. I like future-proof. Liz is saying, um, oh, they're very cute. Ah, continue. Liz is saying most mammals don't have to look after their offspring for 18 years. This is true. But probably humans didn't either. For maybe, maybe the menopause is just your body shutting down because you're so fucking fed up of raising children. Claire <laughs> yeah. um, Davies, 38, if you consider my dad still has to come. Oh, <laughs> she's replying to most mammals don't have to look after their offspring for 18 years. And Claire's like, 38, if you consider my dad still having to come down and do DIY when stuff breaks in our house. Yeah, of course. Every time I have a bad dads love that. Yeah. Every time I have a bad day, I go back to my parents. I told Emma the other day when what day is it? Is it Wednesday? No, Tuesday. I had to cancel full day meetings in London to go back to my parents' house, vomit and sleep all day. I used to love it. Even when I was at uni, I was like, Dan, I'm having a migraine. You're gonna (laughs) come and get me. He's like, okay, you're 21 years old. Like, no, no, you tell him. Oh. My parents love it. They proper, they're like, okay, Coco. They call me, okay. I'm like, help. Coco's my favorite name. Coco. Right, okay, Hazel. Big thanks from me too. Not been very vocal member, but loved the first round and can't wait to start the second. Emma, did you recommend a specific book for journaling? It's not something I've ever done before, but I think I should try. Yes, there's actually, I don't know how many people use this, but the members area has a special link section and it links everything that we recommend. So the bands are there, the journals there, there's some straps there, I think. But basically I add to it anytime someone asks. Vibrator, add a vibrator. Vibrator's there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 
Ellie Wood, this is my second round and I will now be going it alone as this group has equipped me with so much knowledge. I'm no longer afraid to do this by myself. I've had a mindset change in other areas too. And I start my new job in a few weeks after previously not having the confidence to come out of my comfort zone. Thank you both. I love that. We get loads of that. And also people leaving their partners. Right. Like, oh, I actually deserve much better. Okay. I've had in the past like one-to-one clients who are like check in. It's like always under struggles. They they just talk about like stuff that's happening with the partner. And I'm like, it's so unethical. And I never would be like, you need to leave. <laughs> so I'm always like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> by the end, they're like, oh, and I left my partner. I'm like, good. I couldn't say it at the time, but I'm really happy. <laughs> you just kind of lead them. You're like, but I, I had a lot of clients and I guess a lot of the, of you guys as well have done the value setting workbook or worksheet. And I think when you work through that, sometimes you realize like it's, I think it's fine not to have the exact same values. I think it's quite rare to have the same, but if they're opposing, that is a problem. And I think a lot of people do that and then sometimes do it with their partner and realize like their life trajectory is is like not just a little bit different but like opposed they they fundamentally want and care about different things and and then I'm like okay Bob's not gonna work um I won't tell that story but yeah (laughs) okay right Abigail I'm 46 my parents are still looking after me (laughs) I'm a nightmare and very high maintenance uh claire don't worry i'm six years younger than my hubby yes i'm a cougar and i'm 50 next year but no sign of the m for me yet oh yeah claire i was like you weak bitches going through the menopause i'm fine (laughs) everyone else is like give it a year (laughs) that's just you know having a great time with her cougar (laughs) no she's the cougar oh (laughs) um Carrie just says, I just shan't parent yourself at miles now. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> parent yourself. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, but your parents didn't shout at you, Carrie, when you were like, take my child, I need to sleep. <laughs> Imagine if your mum and dad have been like, parent yourself, Carrie, and shut the door and you wouldn't be lying there with Simba. Oh, my parent. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's post this morning made me laugh so much. Just, ah, grinning, hugging Simba, like my parents took miles. <laughs> right um do we have any questions on the post oh I haven't looked you know I've been really enjoying this um the last live oh it's been fun hasn't it I was actually in a really bad mood before we started we're in a good mood now oh I'm loving it this is one of the best podcasts we've done ever (laughs) Apart from that one where, oh, I just snuffed it on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that one where um, that girl was like, can you do a live like walk around on how to navigate the website? And I went, no, just go on the website. And then I couldn't stop laughing for like two hours solid. Okay. Sarah Warded, ciao bellissima. Is there anything wrong with saving calories for the evening? I quite like to eat light in the day and then have a nice filling evening meal. I just realized I do actually have to go in 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then I like to have uh, a nice filling evening meal, sometimes with a pud. It's like my mom. I rarely go over calories. Um, if I don't feel low on energy and I'm eating after a workout, is this okay? 
Or is it better for me to spread my calories out during the day? This is absolutely fine. There's some sleep doctors who might be like, no, you shouldn't eat that close to bed, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. When you're in a deficit and I personally quite like going to bed on a full stomach, it doesn't wake me up in the night. If anything, I sleep better. And if it works for you, Sarah, you keep doing it. Emma? I agree. I think the only time we don't suggest this is if someone ends up like binge eating in the evening because they've over restricted so much during the day. Doesn't sound like you're doing that. And actually I eat pretty similar. Like I like to sit down and have a big meal and not worry about the calories in it and be completely satiated at the end of the day. If that means not eating as much during the day, fine. Yeah, agree. Uh, Melissa, hello, ladies. I'm so happy that I'm continuing on with this journey. Yay, good, so are we. I have a question around breathing when lifting. Is there a certain time when you should be breathing in or out? Doesn't matter, thank you. Yeah, typically we say um, inhale on the um, eccentric um, and exhale on the concentric. So in layman's terms, that means inhale um, as you're prepping for the lift and exhale in the lift itself. So example, squat, breathe in down and then breathe out when you stand up. Some people might roll their eyes. It absolutely makes a difference. Um, but don't, don't get frustrated with yourself if it takes a few months to get into the habit of doing it um, kind of subconsciously. Keep going, you'll get there. And I promise it makes a difference. Emma, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. Nice. I agree. Um, Claire's just saying my colleague keeps asking me for help mid-live. I might tell him to go parent himself. (laughs) (laughs) We should just start shouting this at people. Um, I flicked my widget. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Andrea Dale Westbring. Hi, Queens. By the way, Chloe's pronunciation of my name is the right one. Oh, that's really surprising. I can't even say... Yeah, the Eunice. Eunice gate was very funny. Um, that was spelling. Jesus. Aren't you dyslexic? Yeah, that. I mean, that's the line I play. Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, but it's still pretty... It's still bad, isn't it? I'd say the three most intelligent of all my friends, every single one of them is dyslexic. Like, who gives a fuck if you can't spell? Um, okay. Uh, so we do know it's perfectly possible to build muscle at maintenance or in a deficit if you have fat to lose. But is it equally true for all muscles or is it more true for smaller muscles? Simply put, is it more realistic to build bolder shoulders in a deficit than to build a bubble butt or thunder thighs in a deficit? Uh, Really interesting question. Uh, Really the the muscle that your body will, the rate at which your your body will build different muscle differently will be extremely genetic and I mean let's just say everything created equal um but yeah I mean there's there yeah that that would be my take on it so for example like my quads just grow and grow and grow and grow they ain't going anywhere um my my delts take especially like lateral laterally because of the insertion points um yeah, I have to get very lean. I have to have a really good pump to see them. And it's largely just genetic. Emma? Yeah, I I mean, muscles grow at different rates and some people will find, and like that generally. And then within that, some people will find certain muscles harder to build than other other people, like Chloe just said. And then on top of that, if you're in a deficit, you're probably going to grow at a slower rate. So there's that. But I wouldn't say it's like, in a deficit, you can only build biceps, but you won't build triceps. Like that, that's not really 
the case. And you might find that some of your muscle looks better if you're carrying a bit of fat, typically your ass. Like we know this for white women, especially like if you, you know, if you come out of your deficit and you gain a little bit of body fat back, you're going to have a little bit more junk in the trunk. And yes, a smidge of it over a long period of time might be increased muscle mass, but if, you know, if it happens quickly and it is most likely going to be a smidge of body fat and that ain't a bad thing. Okay. Last question of this round that isn't on the live. Rhea, can you please do a quick explanation of what MPS is and why we have to eat the protein requirements we do? Rhea, I know why you're asking this question and it's because you're a vegan. And I promise you now, it might be harder for you, but you can definitely nail 100 grams of protein a day. It just might need some patience and some hard work, but you can 100% do it. And it is really important. We'll get to that though. Um, I've Googled MPS, but I still really don't understand it. So it's muscle protein synthesis. So protein doesn't store in the body. So you, you'll think of it like this. Your, your body is in a state of perpetual muscle protein breakdown and muscle protein synthesis. So muscle, think of it like um, muscle protein synthesis is um, a stimulus on the muscle and protein intake, and it's adding bricks to the wall. And your body is consistently on the other side of the wall, taking bricks away. So what we want to do if muscle building or physique is the goal, and it should be for all of you, regardless of physique, let's just park that in terms of anti-aging, it should be for all of you. Um, we want to stay on top of this turnover. You want your net MPS to exceed your net MPB. Um, and it is so, so important. Bria, we've got Friday, Saturday, we've got three days before this, this round ends. I don't know if you're coming back. I really hope you are. Cause I really love your questions. And I think, I think I'm interpreting this right from your questions before that you're really struggling with protein. If that's the case, tag me before Monday and let me help you. Um, and I, I promise we'll get it, we'll get you there and we'll get, get you there as easily as possible. Emma. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a perfect explanation. Uh, and if you're struggling with protein, there's loads of things we can do. And it, you know, a last resort might be supplementing with essential amino acids, but I doubt that we're gonna have to do that. But don't worry, like there are a million things that we can do. It certainly won't limit you as a vegan. No, it 100% won't. And like you can, I can feel it so sometimes with um, vegan clients, especially in the initial stages of like, it is so much harder for you. There is no denying it. It's it's not like vegetarians who it's actually pretty easy for, but vegans it's so much harder. And there is such a thing of like, do I have to? Like, I, it's so difficult. And it's adding another thing that we're telling you to do. And I totally get that, you know, your cup is full. <laughs> like, I do. But obviously, this is Emma and my job. And you're not the first vegan we've had, and you won't be the last. And I promise if you do, and I've got, I've had a few of you do it on this round already, screen grabs of your of a typical day of dieting, two max, which <laughs> I do not need like 10 days. Um, and I promise you, I can go through it, go through your, your daily food intake. And I can tell you what you can add, even that will be appropriate for that meal or that time of day that will help you get it up. And I, I did it for one of the girls today with, with calories. She's, she's doing really well. She doesn't need to lower her calories at all, but she's just always coming in at 1900, 2000 and her target is 18. She doesn't need to lower it because she's getting results. But I said, look, just tell me what you're doing. I can help you out. And she's having like four or 500 calories a day worth of snacks and about five, six snacks a day. So we just half that problem solved. She doesn't need to do it now, but it's something for her to think about down the line. So yeah, let us help yeah. you. What, what I will say is 
it's actually more important as a vegan to get in your protein because it's less likely to be a complete source of protein with a full amino acid spectrum, which has enough leucine to maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So, you know, like, yeah, sure, you can have 80 grams, but it's going to be 80 grams of lower quality protein already. Yeah. It's actually more important to try and hit your target, not less, but don't, yeah, don't worry. We can absolutely do that. Help you do that. That's why that guy, that person on Instagram asked about the, the seven soy protein drinks today because that bodybuilder, I'm sure it was a bodybuilder coach. Just didn't know how else she could get a complete amino acid protein in per serving and just got it a bit wrong. A so, bit? <laughs> a bit wrong? Bloody <laughs> hell. Um, right. Hey guys, we're okay. done. I know you have to go. Um, there's just a load of people on the live talking about a meetup. So put that in the group because that sounds great uh we wanted to do it in february didn't we and i don't know why we didn't end up doing it in the end i wasn't here <laughs> but that'll be why that, yeah. Yeah. yeah let's definitely do that okay lots of love to everyone bye, bye guys